0: Probably one of the most difficult parts for me on being on this, on this journey of uh, you know, practicing mindfulness over a long period of time is dealing with the times when there is confusion. And this can be about really anything in life. It can be about any specific situation that I'm dealing with, uh, some sort of personal challenge, uh, something that I'm dealing with at work. It can be, you know, any any particular thing that I'm dealing with in life. And I know as humans, this is something that you know we want to have answers. We want to understand things, and we want it to be able to make sense of our world. Uh, we want to make sense of our lives and what it is that we're doing in this life. And one of the most difficult parts of this life, at least for me, has been about, you know, sometimes not having those answers and I know that life can be complicated at times and I know generally you know, in the past, before I started practicing mindfulness, you know, confusion was something that just, you know, completely uh, disabled me and i just didn't know what to do and you know i would I, my tendency would be to just completely withdraw from life and do nothing or i would be so you know caught up in fear and and i was afraid to do anything at all and the reason why i kind of bring those things up is because that is those are all normal tendencies those are normal behaviors for human beings that's just that is how we sometimes cope with when there is confusion about what is happening or what has happened uh, or what we think we're supposed to do in the future and i think for me the the belief has always been that if i just keep trying to understand that that i will then understand in other words if i you know if i keep if i don't really have the answers now that i need to keep struggling to get those answers i need to keep you know trying and trying and trying to get them and what mindfulness practice has taught me is that it's not so much about struggling the struggling to find answers and i don't want to ever try to discourage anyone or say that you know to try to you know to understand something is wrong because it's not but i think that we only can try so hard and at some point if we cannot find those answers that we're seeking, if we can't have come to an understanding of something and be able to have some clarity about it, what really are the options at that point? And that's really what I'm talking about when we're when we're in a place where we if we can't and I would even go as far to say if when we think, you know, this is kind of another part of this that's related to it is when we, you know, do feel like we have answers, or have figured things out to not be afraid to question ourselves, not to doubt, not to uh, to doubt our judgment, or to call our own. You know, to not trust ourselves. But it's just a matter of what I refer to as you know just keeping it real, making sure that we're not deluding ourselves about something. But I'm really focusing on the point at which you know something is happening in our lives. Something has happened and we're dealing with the ramifications of it or we're in the middle of it happening or we are we feel like we're in danger of something happening in the you know in the future and we're trying to understand why we're trying to understand you know what is it we're supposed to be doing and when we don't know when we're at that point where the answers just aren't there And it feels like, you know, and and I'm sure everyone knows what that feels like to sort of, you know, what's referred to as just banging your head against the wall. You just, you know, you're trying and trying and trying to get those answers and trying to figure it out. And at some point, you just get to a point of total exhaustion and you just kind of give out. And that is the point at which, you know, you can find, you know, it's very easy to find yourself in just in confusion and just not knowing which way to turn. And I know for me, this has been something that's a very difficult place for me to be. And I know that. And I've looked, I've looked at myself enough and made myself more aware of how I cope with things. And, you know, when this happens, and this is usually my tendency, is to withdraw. If I can't have the answers, if I can't know what is going to happen if I can't know why it is happening if I, if I can't know what it is I'm supposed to do now then I just want to throw my hands up and give up and with relationships I have done that when I've gotten into a place where I'm stuck and I don't know what to do the easiest thing for me to do in a lot of cases is just withdraw if there's a problem that's really you know tough to solve and i can't figure out how to solve it and what to do there's a tendency for me at some point and i think this is all very normal and it's all very human we just withdraw and i'm not saying that everybody does this but it's you know it's a fairly common human behavior or we distract ourselves you know we withdraw and basically try to find other things to distract us because it doesn't feel good to feel that confusion and after years of, of various types of meditation practices and mindfulness practices, it became apparent to me that really where the focus is, is where, in this case, where the pain is. You know, that is, that is the, you know, if we're gonna find our edge and find where it is really, you know, testing us the most, it is that place where we just are completely without answers. We don't know what to do next. We don't know why it happened. We don't know why it's happening. And with mindfulness practice, what has been very helpful about that is that when I find myself in that place, what is really happening is, is that I am somehow not embracing the fact that I don't have answers or that I'm confused. And that sets off a chain reaction, and that's why I'm kind of slowing this down because I think it's important to really look at because a lot of these things happen in real time they happen very quickly and we can find ourselves you know completely just you know completely disoriented by this if it's if the problem is big enough and it really can impact us or our loved ones or people that we care about you know this is uh, it has a, a real impact and I know that it can disturb other parts of our lives as well. So when you slow this down, what is really essentially happening, and I know and I'm not saying this because I think that, you know, that there's I don't think that there's anyone who doesn't understand what's happening. I've just found for me that this is the the way that helps me to understand what is really going on and when and, and what I really can be doing during a time like this when I don't have the answers. You know, it, it, you, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. You don't know why something is happening. And there's a tendency for the mind to want to keep on struggling for the answers once you have come to a point where you realize that you don't know what the answer is. You don't know what to do. You don't know what is best, the best course of action. And then that's where the confusion sets in. And usually what happens is that confusion is accompanied by all, you know, all different kinds of emotions and depending on the situation but there are generally a lot of feelings around this they could be anger, they could be frustration they could be resignation, they could be sadness or some combination of all of these and once we start having these feelings and these emotions start to come up there is in a lot of cases a tendency to not like them and not want to feel them and so now we've got a situation already and as you can see this just compounds. If I'm looking at this where I've slowed the game tape down enough to where you can see that, you know, and where I can see that it's, you know, we've got a, you know, we're, we've, we've got a situation in which we don't know really what the best thing to do is. And then we have all these feelings come up and then we don't like those feelings. And so then we start, you know, using different methods of uh, distracting ourselves from those feelings. We can just... You know, there's all kinds of different responses to this. We can have angry outbursts, we can shut down, we can withdraw, uh, we can ignore it. We can try to find something else to do to distract us from what it is that we're really dealing with. But at the end of the day, we're having all of these different feelings about feelings that we already have of being confused or not knowing what to do and these feelings keep building up it's you know this this creates tension in the mind and tension in our being and where a mindfulness practice really helps is that we just stop and slow down and however it is that we do it it might be sitting still on a cushion with your legs crossed it might be you know it might be walking it might be undertaking some sort of activity uh There's no real right and wrong for this as long as you are, you know, in a a place where you can really focus on feeling what it is that you're feeling and not try to distract yourself from it. And that's really the toughest part of this is allowing these things to, uh, allowing ourselves to process these feelings. And when we don't really know exactly how it's going to end up. We don't know how, and that's in there again, that even can cause even more feelings. You know, how long am I going to feel like this? And then there can be a lot of the, you know, worrying and wondering about when am I going to finally know what it is that I need to do? How, how long am I going to be in this state of confusion? And I found that by kind of unpacking all this very slowly, it makes it easier for us. And I realized being in that place of confusion, in a state of confusion, You know, in a state of not knowing, it can be really, really, as I'm sure everyone, anyone listening knows, it's very difficult. But the idea here is to slow this down enough to where at least, at the very least, we have some understanding of what's going on. We can feel ourselves uh, starting to think about the feelings that we're having. And a lot of those thoughts end up being very unproductive because... What we're really doing is we're telling ourselves what we think is happening. We're interpreting it. And anytime anything is interpreted or, uh, you know, if someone tells a version of what they see... You know, there's bound to be things that we are just not seeing. There's things, that, and, and and that's just a human tendency. We just, we tend to interpret things and we don't always see them clearly. And, we, and because we bring all of our previous conditioning, all of our baggage, all of the things we've dealt with in our lives, we all tend to see things through a certain bias. And what mindfulness practice really alleviates and what it does for us Is it frees us from believing what we're thinking about being in that state of confusion. About not knowing what to do. Or what a course of action to take. Or what to do next. Or or just not knowing what's going to happen next. And... Being able to cope with that more effectively means just being able. I had a, a teacher many years ago refer to this. My uh, had a Zen teacher refer to this as just sitting in my confusion, and that's really I like that phrase because it, and it doesn't mean that you have to sit, but it just really what it means is and I and I love the phrase sitting with whatever you know something is sitting with anger, sitting with fear because to me in my mind when i hear that phrase it takes me to a place where i visualize myself just sitting there and letting whatever it is happen and knowing that there's nothing that i can really do to change it except let it you know let the feelings work through me release them and then move on but allow myself to fully feel whatever i'm feeling otherwise i won't be able to process it so if I can do these things, if I can actually sit in the confusion and let it be. And the beautiful part about this is if, an, if there is an answer, I think, you know, it, it, it eventually, you know, we generally do figure out what we're supposed to do next at some point. The problem I think that, that we all tend to have is that it's not happening soon enough. You know, we may not have that answer exactly when we think that we should and that causes you know other types of feelings to come up. And so you can see this is something that just can tend to build on itself. And so I found that with mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice, if the sooner in the mo- the sooner in the moment that I am finding myself in confusion about something, the sooner that I can start coping productively and beneficially and, and more healthily The better off I'm going to be, the sooner that I can put myself in a place where I can sit with those feelings, let those things work through me, let them pass, release them. The sooner I can be in a place where if there is an answer or if an answer becomes apparent at some point in the future, I've been patient enough with the process to let myself get to the place where I finally do have that answer that I'm looking for, or what I think is the answer, instead of grasping for the answer in the middle of being completely overtaken by feelings of fear, uh, by feelings of doubt, anger, frustration, whatever it is, disappointment, disillusionment, you name it. There's a uh, lo- you know fairly exhaustive list of human emotions that we can feel at any given time or various combinations of more than one of those uh, those emotions or feelings. So the sooner that we can cope with the fact that we are in a place right now where we don't have answers, where we don't really know what's going on, I think we're much better off. And I think ultimately it leads potentially to us getting to a place where we do have those answers and where we do have that clarity that we're really great, you know, that we can tend to grasp for and that we can tend to struggle to get. And it, it really does give me, uh, it, it does give me hope that no matter what it is that I may, you know, deal with. And I think sometimes just the fear of the unknown of, you know, the fear of, you know, what happens if I get into a situation where I don't know what to do, you know, for a lot of us, that is, you know, those are the things that keep us up at night. And if I can, begin to build credibility with myself through practicing and that's why i keep coming back to that whole aspect of practice is we you know we sit on that cushion we, we we get still however we get still to practice coping with these situations that come up in our lives and if we don't practice being quiet if we don't practice sitting with whatever is going on in our minds no matter how uncomfortable it is no matter how much we don't like it, no matter how much we wish it would be different, we're sitting with those things and letting them happen and trusting that if there's an answer that we need to have, if there's something we need to do when it's time for us to do it, we'll know. But until then, we just continue to sit in the confusion. We continue to sit with those feel, those strong feelings that we have. And trust in the process, and know that when it's, you know, it's when it's time for it to be done, when the feeling is time for the feeling to pass, it will pass, and that we can actually cope with this. We build up credibility with ourselves, and so that we don't have to fear these kind of things. That the unknown possibly doesn't scare us nearly as much because we have built credibility. We trust ourselves in this process. And I think that there's a lot of benefit in that. And I know for me, that has made a tremendous difference in my life because I, you know, I've spent so much of my life in fear of the unknown, of fearing what will happen if this happens or that happens. And knowing really now that I had no way to trust myself until I developed a practice that helped me do this over and over again until I got to the point where I realized, you know, I can actually do this. I can sit with this confusion. I can sit with these feelings. I don't have to fear this. Sure, I'm not going to like the way that it feels, but that's, a, you know, sometimes that's just life. That, you know, we, we have things that we don't like, we have things that we deal with that are not always comfortable. But if we have a practice that supports us so that we can be more comfortable. With being uncomfortable, the way I like to refer to that, the, uh, the the more peace in our lives I think that we can have overall because we trust ourselves. There's so many things that we can't control, but the, the few things that we can control, in this case, our responses to these feelings and to these external events, these things that we can control are very, very powerful, and it's just a matter of recognizing it and then remembering it so that when these things happen... We know that we're equipped with what it takes to cope with being in, you know, being in confusion and being at a loss of what to do next and being, you know, overtaken by really, really strong feelings about those, about being in that position or about anything else in life and freeing us from those stories that we tell ourselves and freeing ourselves from the victim, what they refer to as the victim mentality that, you know, we are much more if we choose to practice the, you know, practice coping with these things. We're much more empowered, and we don't have to brace ourselves against an, an uncertain future quite as much because we know we have the tools. We have practiced them to the point that we can deal with them effectively, and that's really where it's at. I think that's it's all about practicing that and developing. You know, kind of developing those. You know, those those coping mechanisms. They definitely uh, it can definitely make a difference in the quality of our lives.